Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, Tom Jones joins me. And Tommy, the Lightning won game two at Carolina to take a 2-0 lead. This series is over. Yes or no? Uh, Yes. Although it won't be easy, and it's going to go a ways. But I do think it's over. I don't think the, the Hurricanes can come back. I don't think they can beat the Lightning four out of five games. But, Rick, this is one of those series, and I don't, I don't know how you felt about it, but watching the game, too, you and I were texting each other. I was texting my son during the game. It's, it was a grind to watch. I mean, these games are yeah. – I, I got a bloody nose just watching it, and it felt like, like this entire game was just like played in a phone booth. And I think the way that, that's the way the whole series is going to be played. That's the way Carolina plays. They're, they're – they're hard to play against. And they're hard to watch, and I don't mean that to be insulting, but it's a grind, man. I do. <laughs> it's a it's a terrible style of hockey. Listen, they don't give you any room at all. They're a hard checking team. We knew that going in. You look at the series they played during the regular season. I think the Lightning one went four three and one against them. But it seems like almost every game, if there were three goals by the winning team in a game, it was rare. Most of these games were two to nothing, one uh, two to one, you know, two yeah, to nothing, yeah. one nothing, that sort of thing. And it, it, is, it is just the way they play. Um, I will say this, that, you know, they, they had a lot of shots. I mean, they had, you know, I think Andre Vasilevsky stopped 31, I want to say. The Lightning only had, Tom, 15 shots on the game. Uh, even, and I even, don't hardly remember any of them except I, for the goals. Right, <laughs> except the ones that went in. I can't remember that there were that many, oh, you know, great chances. I mean, good for them. They, they buried two of their 15 shots, but – I, I didn't really get a sense that the Lightning necessarily outplayed Carolina. They were no, just very no. good defensively and almost from the start. Carolina had some odd man rushes, some things that Bassey had to turn away. But for the most part, I, I'm still trying to figure out how they how they won this game because they they just it's their experience. It's 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 accepting that this is what they're gonna face with Carolina, I think. It's not trying to to push things, you know. Too, too fast down the ice and just accept their yes. pace, get the pucks in deep, grind away as best they can, and, and win the game. And I think that they're doing that. It's, uh, I think you hit it right on the head, Rick. It's a patient game, and it's only the, the type of game that you play when you've been through it and you've had the experience that, hey, we're going to have to win games where we can't open it up. I mean, there were some games in that Florida series early on. I you know, that, that 5-4 game or whatever in game one. like wild. That, that's a wild yeah. game, and it's fun for us, but I'm sure it was given John Cooper um, mm. you know, ulcers behind the bench because that's not the style you want to play in the playoffs. On the other hand, these games can be hard to watch. They can be really hard to play in. Uh, having talked to players, I know, you know, they say, look, these games can test your patience. You mm-hmm. want to go. You want to jump into the play, but at the same time, you sit back and knowing that, hey, we might only need a goal or two. You know, I was watching a game, Rick, and I got a sense – I mean, Carolina did a nice job on their goal with the with the with the goal he pulled, but from the mid second period on, it felt, it felt like here's Carolina's offense. Let's chip it into the zone, fight to get it back, throw it to the point, 
put a bunch of people in front and just whip the puck at the net and see what happens. Like That's, that, that was their game. That was their goal. Like maybe we'll get a deflection because I think Vasilevsky now is in their head to a point like the only way we're going to beat him is to throw a bunch of traffic in front of him and hope that the puck hits something or a couple of somethings and mm-hmm. then goes into the net. Because if you think you're just going to beat him cleanly on a shot, that's not. It clearly is not going to happen. Now, again, they they did a nice job with the goal he pulled. I thought that was a really nice goal they scored to make it two to one. But other than that, Rick, it just felt like their offense, while they had more shots than lighting, it felt like a lot of their shots were like let's just let's just throw it and hopefully it hits a bunch of stuff and finds a, finds a hole somewhere and goes in. That's the way this whole series is going to be played, Rick. And you can have to keep the patience if you're the Lightning. This series. I say it's over, but I mean, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if it goes six or seven games. I think the Lightning wins this series because I think they're they're better in goal. I think there's going to be a game where one of their stars jumps out, like a Kucherov or a, a Braden Point. That's the other thing, Rick. Like, look who like played well to, in that in that game too. Like, I, I thought Alex Kalorn might have been the best player on the ice. He That's been. a guy, big, physical, tough guy. Mm-hmm. Took a puck, took a stick to the face or mouth or whatever. I yeah. thought he played well. I thought the third line, Maroon, played well. I thought Tyler Johnson played well. I mean, mm-hmm. those are guys that that seem to thrive in these type of games where it's just, like I said, it feels like you're, it feels like you're playing, you know, in a in a sort of five by five sheet of ice, you know. I mean, Carolina doesn't allow, you know, really you to get through the neutral zone without without getting somebody in your face. I think that's been the difficult thing for the Lightning is just getting some zone time, uh, much less, you know, getting their, their big players involved, you know, whether it's Kucherov or Stamkos, although he did have an assist. Yeah, so but you're, you're not, right. He wasn't – I didn't think he was particularly noticeable. He really wasn't. And, I mean, and for that matter, you know, Braden Point uh, is, is usually a guy that creates a lot of opportunities or – is on the receiving end, and he didn't have many nope. chances. And so, you know, Carolina has done what they wanted to do with respect to sort of neutralizing those stretch passes and, and really, you know, clogging up the middle of the ice. And it is boring. I mean, the first thing they said after the game, I was watching um, NBC Sports Network, it's like, well, it was just kind of a boring game. And I don't mean was boring in the terms to watch, but it just kind of, you know, it was hard to watch because there just wasn't going to be a lot of offense and, and and they're right, you know, but I don't I don't know you know, here's the other thing. The Lightning played these guys a lot, right? I mean, they're playing teams in their own division now. That has to be an edge for, for you would think for both sides. Um but but the Lightning's experience and and again their willingness to understand, hey, here's what we have to do against this team. Against Florida we can do this, against Carolina we can do that, maybe next round against Boston and the Islanders we can do something else. They can beat you any way you want to play. And in any sport, Tom, I think that has been the mark of great teams. You know, that uh, it's sort of like, well, we do what we do. Well, you can't always do what you do. You know what I mean? Like there are times, and and Bill Belichick was famous for this in football, where he would just completely change his whole defense based on who they were were playing that week uh, or change his whole offensive attack based on the personnel he had. Some some years it was – two tight ends other years it was Randy Moss and a couple of receivers some years it was all running backs and you know he just seemed to to adapt and 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 survive and as as explosive as the lightning can be and as many good players as they have their experience i think is just you you just it's 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 palatable you can feel it on the ice that if they have a lead in the third period you're probably not going to get a very good scoring chance like no. they, they and just if know you how do, to lock it down if you do you run into you know to uh, a really good goaltender as well. So, Not just really good. <laughs> How about this? 
Three games, the last three games, right? Mm-hmm. He has stopped 97 out of 99 shots. And I think the only That's... two that got by him were were either power play or or tip with the with the goalie with the goalie pulled. So right, Man I don't advantage. think he's given. Up, I don't think they've given up a five on five goal in the two games in Carolina. You know? That's correct. No, you're correct about that. Yeah, it was it was a power play goal. So or a man advantage. So yeah, I mean, just think about that. I mean, the guy gets better in the postseason as the postseason goes along. And he's going. He's going to play every game. He played every game a year ago. They haven't had, thankfully for them, one of those five overtime games that they had. Um, you know, in in the last cup run. So, I mean, as long as you have that dude, and and they don't just completely leave him out to dry with odd man rushes, and he did stop a couple of those. I mean, it. it you know, I think that's got to get in your heads if you're Carolina after a while. If you're throwing that many pucks at him and and nothing's getting through. Then, then what do you try to do? You try to make the the perfect pass, the perfect shot. I mean, it's got to be in their heads a little bit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That that does happen in a series, and I've seen it happen where a goaltender gets in the other team's head where you're looking for the perfect shot. And if you're Carolina, you look back at these first two games and you're thinking, how are we down two zero? Why are we not up two zero? <laughs> right. I mean, and then you look back and you know what happens too. It's like, okay, our goalie gave up kind of a crummy goal to kind end of a game weak one. Goal of game one, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then we go out there, out shoot them. They only have fifteen shots. But they scored two. Not that either one were, were the goalie's fault in this game. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's like, well, you know, we, we dominate play, but we can't score goals against their guy. Mm-hmm. What is it going to take to win? I, I I think the key for the Lightning going forward is don't get stupid. Don't get caught in. You know, it's yeah. a different. And also, too, Rick, I don't know if you sense it, too. And they, they mentioned it during the broadcast. And I thought they were exactly right. The Florida games seem to have a lot more pa- – the Florida series seem to have a lot more passion, a lot more hatred, a lot more guys, you know, a lot oh, more Oh, it was rust. a lot of vitriol, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. This one just feels more like kind of sleepy. Not sleepy, but kind of just – Well, there's not all grinding. the extracurricular stuff. But you know why – here's why I think that is true. Here, here's what I think I think, as Peter King would say. I think that these two teams respect the power plays and understand mm-hmm. that – you're giving too much of an opportunity if you get in a box. In other words, you know, it's one thing, uh, you know, to have an inadvertent high stick or, or you know, I mean, those things may happen, yeah. although you want to control your stick. You don't want to trip people. You don't want to hook somebody, all yeah, that. don't get lazy out there. Yeah. But it's another thing if you just, you know, decide, I'm going to go after this guy and, you know, like Maroon did one night, and, and I'm just going to rip some guy's helmet off for no reason. You know, that's a selfish act. So I think both teams are sort of cognizant of that. But you're right. There's there's not much smack talking. There's not much, you know, punching around the goaltender at, at the end of a stop that you normally see. It really doesn't have that that hatred that uh, that the Florida series. I'll tell you, if you can find a better, more entertaining series than that, I don't know that I could watch <laughs> yeah. it because between the high scoring and all the you know all the shenanigans and the the and the violence, quite frankly, I mean, there were some enormous hits. Uh, in that Florida game, you know, to the point where you're worried about guys' safety. Right. I don't think anybody's is skating around thinking, I got to keep my head on a swivel. You're just not seeing that kind of a physical style, you know, of, of play in this series, which is, no, which is odd. It, you know, it, well, I think a couple of things. I think you hit on part of it. Like both teams, they're not up there to prove anything. Like, they look, we know, you know, we're good. We know you're That's good. Right. That's right. And at the same time, these two games, the first two games have been really close. So we haven't yeah. had an opportunity like we did the other night with. Carolina and Vegas where the game was out of hand and then Vegas turned to full, you know, WWE on everybody. And right. then at the also too, uh, I think 
I think the f- deeper you go into the playoffs sometimes, the more you realize, like, okay, this is serious now. Let's not – you hate to lose a game. You just said it a minute ago. You hate to lose a game because you took a – you hit somebody in the back of the head with a punch 200 feet from your net during a time – during basically a timeout. Like Exactly. That just – you know, again, you don't mind – we saw some penalties in game two where Kalorn dragged down a guy in front mm-hmm. because somebody had a chance to score. Kucherov made a almost dashed around a guy, and I think Trocek. Oh, by the way, Vincent Trocek. Oh, that did not look good. No, and apparently after the game, Rob Brendamore, the coach of Carolina, says it doesn't look good. We'll know more on Wednesday about whether. Right. But that's that's a key player. I mean, that guy. That's a huge. He's loss, a point yeah. of game guy. You know, he scored I think seventeen goals, had like maybe. Like like I said, almost a point a game. So right. if he's out, but but like th- those penalties, you don't mind taking when you're when you're breaking up a scoring chance or something like that. But these other penalties, you you don't want to have happen. So I think both teams are disciplined enough, and they're well coached. I like Rod Brendamore. I think boy, that Rod Brendamore looks like he could play right now, right Still, now, right yeah. fifty years old. I think he is. Yeah, I think I heard a story where. He takes part in like the team's conditioning drills. Like, Just to you know, they keep have like, in shape. Well, they have a conditioning test at the start of every training camp. Remember, yeah. Tortorella used to have when they called it Camp Tortorella and all this. Right. Where you do this like twelve minute skate or some crazy thing, and apparently, like Brendamore does it and like is not the worst on the team. Like he does better than some, some players do. At that, you know, that reminds me when Ray Perkins was uh, was coaching. Um, <laughs> He would have uh, a twelve-minute run, you know, for the players that came in, and they had to do so many uh, hundred-yard sprints or whatever in twelve minutes. Right, right. But then he'd also have the media softball game, first day of training camp, uh, or actually was sort of a pre-training camp. And I always thought that was a big litmus test. Have you ever played in a media softball game or that kind of thing? I, I have. only played in one of them. Have yes. you played in one? I've yes. How'd it go? No, not as well as you think it's going to go. <laughs> And I, you know, and I, let me tell you this. I was a, I, I don't know, like, I was a. I got to hear this. This is going to sound dumb. It's going to sound stupid. I was a really good men's softball league player. Like, I played you, in City You were an exceptional men's So I can vouch for that because I've been on the softball field with you. I played, I mean, I was before I had kids, you know, when I was in my mid, late 20s. Yeah. I was playing like four nights a week. I was playing. Like a league in Clearwater. Did you have your own? Did you have your own bat? That's all I, I want to know. Did I, you bring no, your own I didn't bat? Have, no, I did. Uh, actually, because yeah, if you if no, you did. you did see yeah, you would bring you would bring yeah, your own bat. Bring guy. my own bat guy. Yeah, for a while. Yep. Mm. Um, but I, I played in the league at Eddie Seymour in Clearwater. I was playing in like two leagues at Woodlawn. I was playing in the league barnstorming. Barnstorming tournament playing. I was a mercenary on weekends. Like, hey, we need a guy. Bingo long. And so I, I, the old, remember, I don't know if you remember the old St. Pete Pelicans. Um, oh, of course. Senior yeah. Baseball League, which was Bobby Tolan was the manager. And, yeah. You know, a bunch of guys that played in the 70s. So I actually covered it. So they had a media softball game. Okay. And I played in that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out there and just like, I'm going to wear them out. In my entire life, my entire <laughs> life. I've never played I, worse. I've swung and missed at a softball <laughs> twice in my life. No. Twice in my entire life. That day? I did it that day in front of like <laughs> 600 people or whatever. Oh, my God. And then, at that, and then I ended up just like, just make contact. And then I hit yeah, a right. fly, fly ball at that. But just yeah. pop it up. So, yeah. I, th- meanwhile, I'm hitting like literally hitting like 800 in men's softball leagues all over all over Pinellas County and Hillsborough. But yeah. in, the, in the game that matters most and in front of the most people I've ever played from, swung and missed at a softball. Wow. It's a true story. Obviously, I would. I think I probably, I probably swung and missed at a softball before. Um, I would imagine it was because it's trying to swing too hard. By the way, as we're doing this podcast, Yankees win 
the Yankees. Oh, I want to talk about the. I want to talk about the uh, the the Rays in a minute, but but That's but right. yeah, back to your softball. Back to my softball game. Um, Ray so, Perkins. Yep. Yeah, it was a walk-off home run, by the way. I think it was Frazier. Is that true? Number 77? Who's 77? We'll figure this out in a minute, folks. Um, so Perkins had this uh, media softball game. And, yeah, it was Frazier, uh, by the way, yes. I was playing uh, shortstop, which I was very comfortable doing. Um, and, you know, the routine plays in the field and whatnot. And I, I got up there, and I, I mean, I hit, I got on a few times. But I remember, I just remember, like, the game ended, and, and you know Nick Puglisi, uh, who used to uh, cover the Bucks for the Tampa Tribune and was their sports editor for a while there. Yeah, and I believe he's now I think down he's in down West Palm, Palm Beach. Beach or, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. And I, I, it's one of the worst injuries I've ever seen. I don't mean to laugh, but it was kind of, um, is that he hit a ball back to the mound and he ran to first base. And this will just show you why you don't play media softball games or anything media because – you're not an athlete, right? At that That's point right. in your yeah. life, maybe you run, maybe you jog, maybe you play some some you know basketball on Saturdays, whatever. But at that point in your life, you have no business being out there in an athletic field against against former athletes like coaches and whatnot. I mean, Ray Perkins right. was a professional receiver. Yeah. So Nick hit a ball back to the mound, and he ran to first base. And when he came out of the box, it was as if somebody took a baseball bat and smacked him across the back of the legs. He went down in a heap, and I thought, oh. <gasps> Oh my God! And he he, but he pulled a hamstring, yeah. like a like he tore it, and and within seconds that thing was as black and blue as you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like for all of us, it ended the game because <laughs> it was oh, so yeah. it was so bad. It was like, <gasps> what are we doing? And then I swear to you, I you know I've covered the Bucks for a few years. I swear to you, this was the first year we've never had another media <laughs> softball yeah. or athletic event since. Like that was. That was the end. It was like, yep, no, people are getting hurt. We're not going to do this anymore. I thought so. So it reminds me of a, of a, another two other stories actually. So a few years ago, I was playing. Uh, my son played high school baseball at Northside Christian. Yeah. And after the season was over, they, we had a father son. Yeah. Softball game. There you go. And so the, I the so we we make up the lineup, and it's just you know we're it's we're not taking it very seriously. Right. But I, the, the last thing I say to the guys as they go out, I go. Here, can I just offer some piece of advice, fellas? Like this is my here's my pregame pep talk. Ready? Don't run. Seriously, don't sprint <laughs> so, to first base because you'll regret hard. it. Yep. So the first guy, and but you know what? We all think even at age fifty, we all think we're still twenty five. Oh sure. Even though we haven't run actually a sprint, uh, the, it's the competitive instincts yeah. that take over, right? You just I got to beat this throw. I got you know first pitch, ground ball, shortstop guy takes off, literally takes about six steps and, and gives the, the. It's a sound that's unmistakable. It's ah. Oh it's, no! And, and they oh, grab no. the back of their leg, and he goes oh, yeah. down. Hammy, right? Hammy, strained, yeah. strained. Okay. strained. okay. Next guy, ground ball, short, <laughs> six. He gets about eight steps. <laughs> torn, torn. This guy oh, was torn. God. Yeah, I think also he ended up hammy? having surgery. Hammy, another hammy. I come up third, hit a ground. I'm left-handed. You know, I'm left-handed better. Hit a ground ball to second, and and it, and if they had timed me. I would have run home the first. It would have taken about six minutes because I wasn't running. I wasn't getting out of the box. But I saw another guy. I don't want to say who it was, but years ago, Rick, I don't know if you remember, you and I used to play softball on Saturday mornings. Absolutely. At a church in uh, St. Pete. Pete. I believe it was St. Paul's Church. Uh, It was St. Paul's. They had a ball field there and everything. You are correct, sir. We had a, so we had a uh, game and there was a guy who who still works at the times and 
somebody hit a ball and he was playing playing the outfield and a ball there was no fence there. Right. He like That's ran correct. into a parking lot. So as I recall, there were treetops in the left field and just a parking lot in center. The ball was hit to right center or whatever, went mm-hmm. into this parking lot. And this guy ran was going after the ball, trying to get like hurry up, hurry up, two, two, two. Hard. two. Yeah. Running mm-hmm. hard. Blew his hamstring mm. so bad. It's it was the most horrifying and funniest thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> Because the guy, like, went down, and we were like, "Are you okay?" And he immediately started throwing up uh, from the pain. Oh <laughs> we knew God. he was okay, but it, at the same time, before. it's like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, it's a Saturday morning. We're running. You guys know what, are throwing that, up. I'm assuming, and I, I, I don't know that I was there for that game. I'm assuming that ended like the cleared the base, uh, cleared the dugouts. Right at cleared, that point, yeah, it's like we're done, everybody right? gets their bag and they go, "We're through." And the guy you know? that it happened to, I never saw him out there again. And same thing, I hung out with him later in the day. We went to like lunch and we went, you know, to a record store. His leg, I'm telling you, black as night. But how did he, was he limping around? Was he dragging himself? Yes, he was. And it was like black, blue, like it was the deep, and it almost like immediately, I've never seen anything like it before. Um, Yeah, that happened to Puggo. Yeah, that happened to Nick. But I had, nothing. I had my teeth bashed out playing softball. I lost about Yes, well, I was there for that day. Well, that was was the old. This was a was, was no, this was, no you were not there for this but you saw me not long after that and you were wearing a mouth guard because you saw what had happened to me well but and you I, know it what happened I, in Woodlawn. Yeah. I was playing wood I was playing at Woodlawn and I a bad hop okay. hit me in the mouth and took out yeah. about six teeth five six teeth yeah you you looked uh you looked pretty looked like uh yeah you looked pretty bad well you know what's funny about that it. too so like what happened was I lost uh, you know like five or six teeth um but but they tried to save a couple of them so I had Basically, um, uh, when they were when they they repaired someone, but they were hoping to save one, but mm-hmm. and and the one next. So basically, I, I went around for about two months with no front tooth. I was missing a front tooth, and That's I was covered. Good. I was covered the senior league. <laughs> and remember that show? I think it was a current affair. Was the name of the TV show? Current affair. They yeah. asked me to come on to talk about the senior league. <laughs> no. And I went on, and I looked back. I taped it. It was like my first time on TV, and there I am oh, with no, no front tooth. It's just – and the thing, it was like one of those like, oh, we're just going to ask you about um, you know, about the league and how fun it is. Maybe tell some funny stories about the guys. I'm like, all right, I got some stories lined up. Did you try to hold your your hand up? Yeah, or try I to tried like, to like, kind of put my head down. Put your lip talk, down yeah, a little bit? Yeah, right there. And the first question out of the gate was uh, – and there was a problem with attendance, and some of the – some of the teams were complaining about lack of coverage in the newspaper. There was a problem. Nobody went. Yeah, nobody. Went. So yeah, which is why they folded in year two. Yeah. But it was as we were as we were talking current affairs. Like uh, this is Tom Jones. He covers uh, the uh, St. Pete Pelicans for the St. Petersburg Times. Tom, let, let me ask you a little bit about the league. I know it's been a lot of fun covering and some crazy characters and all. Uh, what do you say that uh, the Tampa, the St. Petersburg Times, doesn't cover this league well enough, and that's why it's failing? And I'm oh, like, Jesus. what? What? <laughs> And all of a sudden, I'm trying. I'm stumbling. And I got no tooth, and it just looks like <laughs> I look like a hillbilly. And it's like, oh my gosh, what is? What am hillbilly. I doing here? Yeah, <laughs> I call you that a lot. Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, of course, you used to. Did you? Uh, I don't know why we're talking about our, our bad athletic prowess, but just, I'm just a warning, folks, not to go out there yeah, don't. and attempt to do these things if if you're well past any kind of prime. Um, which is like 20, 25 years old. 
I pulled a so, groin walking the other day. Seriously, walking. I was like, man, I think I did something to my groin. Well, listen, felt- my hip, my hip hurts <laughs> when I sleep on it. I mean, I don't think all I do is fall asleep on one side. But uh, uh, there was a. Uh, did you used to play at um, uh, at the basketball at the YMCA next to the Times? For- Not as much as you did. I only played a couple but of times. You play a couple games. Well, I would play a lot. And um, one day we cleared the. I cleared the gym. It was one of those things where, like, when certain people, when you get hurt bad enough. You know, and I had sprained ankles there, you know, where you scoot on your butt, like, from one foul line to the next because it hurt so bad. But that no one leaves the court for that. But and, and, was, and, I, and I'm telling you, Rick, you hate to do it. Like, we've all done it. We've all twisted ankles. You hear the snap in your head. Oh. And and it's the most painful thing. And, and you just rock. And, yeah. and everybody else is suppressing laughter because they're it is, holding them it is yeah, funny. They're, they're trying to, to hold watch it somebody. back. <laughs> With the twisted ankle. It's like, ow, 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 ow. But, <laughs> and it's sliding on your butt all the way back yeah. across. I literally went from one foul line to the next on my on my backside. So, <laughs> screaming. But um, that wasn't the worst. I didn't see it. It cracks me up. Uh, it was funny. So, that wasn't the worst. So, but, you know, I, uh, there was this one game where um, this guy uh, used to play a lot. And, and uh, it was one of those deals where a guy's going to throw an outbound, an, an inbound pass, like, to half court, right? He's trying to catch you. You know, guys cherry picking a little bit, right? And I got, I'm guarding him, so I've already dropped back, and I see, I see he's going to make this pass, and so I decide, yeah, should I run up and intercept this? It's going to be close. I might collide with him. I don't really know whether I should try this or not, you know. And then the last second, I did, and it's like slow motion. You see the ball, and it's coming to the guy, and his head's turned, and he's trying to receive it, and it's almost like football, right? Like the ball and you, and his head is going to turn towards you about all at the same time, mm. right? At which point I put both hands up in the air because I didn't want to hit him, right? I was trying to, like right. I thought maybe he'd go underneath my elbow or whatever and I would miss him, but I there was nothing else I could do but put both palms straight up in the air, okay? Fortunately for me and him, he turned into one of my palms, which is about the hardest part of somebody's hand you can hit, right? Like was right... Uh, sort of like between the thumb and and the uh, wrist bone. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the nose, the Ooh. nose. He was like, it was like Picasso. It, I, he goes, I mean, everybody cleared the gym immediately because there there was some there was some gore involved. And and he just said, "Hey, man, how's my nose look?" I go, "Oh, it's not good." <laughs> he goes, "Really?" I go, "Well, it's under your left eye predominantly." I go, um, "You're gonna have to get that fixed." And he goes, "Oh no, I had a flight out to business in San Francisco tonight." I go, mm, "Yeah, you're not gonna make that." You're not gonna make that flight. I turn around and I swear nobody was left in the gym. Everybody just packed up and left. Was, and you know, what my first wrong. thought about that is, is like, who is the idiot who decided to throw a pass half court? Like, what are you doing? It's I a know. pickup game. Just just bring it in. Just try. Just, I know, but nobody cover like, anybody full court. Just bring it in and it walk, was bang walk bang, and I you know, and, and it just goes to show you like you should not be out there. Like, what are you doing? So for all of you weekend warriors out there, take it easy. Yeah, no, I, I had know? a few years ago. I went up to you know, I was I was doing, um, you know, I used to run walk a lot more than mm-hmm. I used to. I'd you know like four or five miles a day, and right. I went up to a buddy. I went to visit a buddy of mine in Pennsylvania. And in Pittsburgh, and it's real hilly, as opposed to here, it's real hilly, obviously, in Pittsburgh. So oh, I was yeah. in his neighborhood, and I'm like, this is, I'm not going to be running up these, up and down these hills and everything. It's just wearing me out. So, but there was a ball field nearby, and kind of like a, like a, like where 14 year olds play. So it wasn't a huge field, you know, it was like sort of 300 foot fences and stuff. Perfect. And I'm thinking, okay, so I decided to have, I had this brilliant idea of like, I'll do the old foul pole to foul pole. I'll sprint from one foul pole to the other and then walk back. 
Oh my! And of course, immediately, like I got from, I went from right field to left field, and by the time I got to right center, my like somebody grabbed the knife and jammed it in my hamstring. Yeah, not bad, but it's like. And then you Strain. tell you tell people about it. I told my buddy when I got back to his house, and he's like, "What? Are, what are you training for the Olympics? Like, what are you sprinting for? Who, <laughs> who does that right, at age right. fifty, whatever I was at the time? You know? Yeah. So. No, nah, it's a bad idea. And we we would play turkey bowls and sometimes against each other and sometimes <laughs> on the same team. And, you know, you'd, you'd be the receiver and you didn't realize that in life you don't sprint, right? Like no. you, you run for what, an elevator? Like what are you running for in life, right? right? Like to, to beat traffic across the street before it hit a car. I, don't, so like, I worry about that, Rick, sometimes that we're, if I'm at a place where I'm going to cross the street quickly, you may that, not be able to move suddenly. That I yeah. might snap my Achilles or something, you know. Yeah. I think once you, I think you can keep running and keep sprinting and keep doing all that stuff as if you never stop from the time you're a kid. Like if you, if like I played softball all those years and I was fine. Sure. sure. Once you stop though for a while, then oh, then, then I, you're done. Then, then, then it's hard. You, yeah. When you wrap it up. So. Well, you become the Tin Man, which is what I'm going through right now. But that's, you know, I need some. I need some of that Tom Brady. You know, plyometrics type Some deal. That pineapple juice or whatever he drinks. Uh, yeah, avocado, whatever. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, Seaweed. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, uh, but also if uh, my friend Alex Guerrero, um, you know, could show me how to like stretch muscles that used to actually stretch, <laughs> where you, you could like straighten your legs instead of like they're permanently bent now, that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Anyway, um, so just real quickly uh, on uh, your Tampa Bay Rays, they they lose on a walk off uh, in extra innings. Which, how do you feel? Same you old know? race. <laughs> yeah, here they go. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Yeah, that's boy, right. Yeah, <laughs> you win seventeen out of eighteen or sixteen out of seventeen. Too boy, much to ask just... to win another one, huh? Okay. Sorry, I got a little high on the saddle there. <laughs> um, look, they they had a chance to win this game, and it was you know three three going to extras and. I you know in the beginning and maybe I still like it but maybe I don't. In the beginning I thought this whole sort of what what we would call the uh uh I don't know the the, the Texas uh rule or whatever uh they had a rule where you put a guy on second base in overtime start and, extra uh, innings yeah. Start the extra innings a guy man on second base nobody right. out. I liked it. No, I'm not such a big fan of it. And I don't know why. Like I I like the fact that the games end within an inning or two. Right, you don't just stay up all night to watch a result or 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 such. But by the same token, it really isn't baseball. You know what I mean? Like I've just got yeah. the sudden like I'm kind of I'm reversing my original uh, course of action that I, I sort of like the rule, and now now I dislike it immensely. Does that make sense? Like yeah, I, no, I understand it. I think for a while there, I was starting to wonder because I watched a couple of games where like everybody was scoring. And right. you know, and then it was like, well, wait a minute, this is sort of defeating the purpose of ending these games early if teams are just going to keep scoring. And then we went through a stretch there where nobody scores, mm-hmm. nobody scores, nobody scores, and then you get to the twelfth inning, and then the visiting team scores seven runs. Yeah, know, and, the, and the game uh, that lasts an hour, an hour and yeah. a half. But 
I don't know. I think overall I like it just because I'll stick around and keep watching. I, there's nothing more frustrating than when you sometimes get to extra innings and it seems like everybody's trying to end the game on a home run. That's the only way you're going to win it is somebody's yeah, yard. Yeah. This way it feels like, all right, if you can at least put the ball in play and move the guy over and get, you know, next thing you know, people, you start intentionally walking people, guys are on the base. So I don't know. I think I like it, but I certainly understand why, um, why you might not, you know. I, but I, I have liked it until recently, and I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why. I just I, I feel as though, I don't know. It's, I mean, look, it's, a, it's better than sitting there and watching an extra hour and a half. Of, like you said, guys, I thought there would be more strategy. I thought the teams would say, okay, man on second, let's bunt guys to third, get them to third with less than two outs. Um, you People know, hate to give up that out, Rick. The game has changed so much that I know. They, I think that's what the analytics tell you is like never give up and out if you can. Or if it. you're on defense, do you walk a guy to set up a double play? Like you know that sort of thing. There just really isn't a lot of strategy. I just see guys at second and everybody just swinging away. <laughs> that's right. about it. No, you're somebody's right. going to get a couple of hits and you're going to score a run and that's going to be the end of it. You know? Do you now? Obviously, Rick, this team, the Rays. I mean, you don't expect them they're going to win 15 out of 16 all the time or whatever whatever the number was. But is this uh, is this closer to who they were than they were before the streak? In other words, is this their, – their records suggest they're the best team in baseball. Are they the well, best team in baseball? Is, are they this good or do they just – are they a 500 team that went on a run? I think it's fair to say now that they've begun their June swoon. Right, I mean, <laughs> I mean, literally. They go, that's right. May, lo- May. losing twelve innings, eleven innings to the game. That's right. So. May was great. Now that we're in the first of June, and here comes the swoon. Um, you know, I mean, they're neither right. They they weren't the team that that was uh, twenty and nineteen or whatever it was uh, before they went on this run, and they're certainly not the team with the best record in baseball. I mean, how many major league teams win sixteen out of seventeen? It's just it's very very hard to do. I don't think my Legion team did that very often. So I think they're somewhere in between. I do think that they're the best team in the American League East. Um, I don't know if the Yankees are ever going to straighten themselves out. doesn't feel like they are, does it? It doesn't it? feel that way. I'm not, I still don't believe in Boston, although they've had a terrific start. I think it surprised everybody. Toronto's pitching to me isn't good enough to sustain them, and I, I still believe that you know this, this whole notion of, of being homeless and it's no, through no fault of their own. I mean, Canada's closed with COVID, whatever. But I do think it kind of shows you, if you're listening, Stuart Sternberg, that this is hard on human beings um, to, to, to really not have a home. And, and maybe, you know, Toronto doesn't have their fans here, which is probably an element of it, too. But um, it, it just seems like I think the, the Rays are who we thought they were going to be. Ultimately, they got there a different way. Um, lots of injuries, lots of young players coming up and filling roles. Um, you know, the pitching and defense has carried them, which is what you would expect. Uh, and, and really their big bats, you know, Brandon Lau and until recently Austin Meadows really didn't do a whole lot. You know what I mean? And Randy, Randy Rosarina has, has sort of been up and down. But they're, they're, they're such a tough out. And what's funny, and I said this to Steve the other day, is that Yankee fan and maybe the Yankees themselves – really don't believe that the Rays are better than them. You know, it's kind of that. You're for not three better years, than Rick. For three years, they've gone through that. But but here's the thing. And I don't know better, why. <laughs> they're a better baseball team. Like, you can say all you want to about, well, you the know. Rays the Rays are a better Rays. team. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, I agree. You can say all you want about, well, the shifts, and oh, they do the opener, and they got these, you know, they, the matchups and the, the, the analytics. You know what? You're doing the same thing. Like, everybody in baseball now is doing all of that, Okay. So it ain't about that anymore. It really isn't. It's about the depth of their organization. 
how they, they, they may not be as good against you one through 25, but I guarantee you they're better one through 40. And so you know when what you they're get, better when at you too, get Rick? injuries, you, you know, they replace guys and you can't. Right. I'll tell you what else they're better at, Rick. They're better at fundamentals, the race. Oh, absolutely. They, they play the game better. And this, I think the first game of this series, and even the, the loss, that game shouldn't even have gone to extra innings. But the Rays do little things well. And, and Brett, or Aaron Boone, manager of the Yankees, was talking about it after the first game of the series. I was watching his post game. Yeah. And he was talking about they score on a, on a double from first with two yeah. outs in yeah. an inning. Yeah. They don't run themselves out of innings like we saw the Yankees do. Well, Sanchez w- wandered off the base what on a ground ball to Out short. Like, Meadows got picked off in a bad spot. Uh, he did. He in did. Game, in the second game here. But for the most part, they make the – Rick, they catch the ball. They throw it to the right places. They – they. Um, <laughs> no, really, it's Bull Durham, just, right? They say, catch it. Baseball is a simple game. It is. You throw the ball. You hit the ball. You and you the catch ball. the ball. <laughs> Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. It's, but I'm telling you that you look at the Yankees. Like I think the Yankees are aren't very good fundamentally. I think they run themselves out of innings. They, they defense is not great. Right. Th- those are all the things that the that the Rays are really good at. And I look at their lineup. I, there's like nobody necessarily in that lineup that I totally fear, but there aren't any like giant holes either. Like, mm-hmm. You're, every game, it's somebody different. It might be Choi one night, or it might be a Rosarain, or it might be Meadows with a big home run, or Zanino, yeah. who's having like a quietly really nice year. season, you know. Yeah. And I so think quiet. we for, should forget these days, Rick, of of looking at batting averages. I think batting, you just forget about it. I don't think batting averages matter anymore. No, it's they not don't. like we were growing up where guy. Oh, it's too bad the- too because I could have been one of the better two fifty hitters in pro baseball. <laughs> two twenty. I say if two hundred was the bar, like sign me up. I mean I, that's that's the thing, right? Like you have to have a complete like mind change, right? Like all of a sudden, um, strikeouts not bad. And through your whole life, did you ever think of anything was more embarrassing than being called out on no, strikes or swinging? Not, it put at least put it in play, make the feel, make them right. do something with it. Yeah, you'd feel better about going zero for four if you hit three dribblers back to the mound. I swear you would. Yeah. Than standing there and either being called out or swinging and missing. Nothing was more embarrassing than a strikeout. In fact, I I mean to this day, I I have dreams about it. You know, I I stand up there and I swing and I miss, and it's like. It's a gut punch every time. Like you can't, you can't fathom having to go back to that dugout and everybody's kind of looking down on the ground, right? Like it was the worst. Nowadays, oh well, get them next time. Like literally doesn't matter. It's no, almost it doesn't matter. encouraged in some ways as opposed to maybe hitting to a double play or something. Exactly. But yeah, at least you're game, working the count. At least you're you know getting. Yeah, it's good at bat. You got eight eight pitches. Like really, that's a good at bat. So yeah, the game that that part of the game has changed, and I think it's. I don't know if it's for the better. I mean, show me a game, and I can complain about baseball all night, but show me a game that each team doesn't have 10 strikeouts. You can't find one. No. You can't find a game where each each ball club has struck out at least 10 times. You know? Right. It's just uh, they're giving away pizzas or, or <laughs> whatever the hell it is now. Got to go to the furniture. furniture store and get a coupon to go to the yeah. gas station to go to the I other I mean, place I've looked at you... more couches than you can imagine, let's say. <laughs> Jeez, here he comes again. He won't buy a couch. But, yeah, so. Anyway. <laughs> just want a taco, man. <laughs> That's right. Give me a taco and a Burka lounger right now. How about it? What do you say? I'm going to sit in this one, okay? All right. I sat in it. Now give me a taco. Uh, give me a taco. <laughs> they don't even make me sit down anymore. I just, I just walk right in and walk just up, walk- get the taco, and leave. That's right. Taco man. 
But uh, anyway, all right, what do we got going on at uh, Pointer.org? Well, you know what? How about we talk about it? I'll come back tomorrow's podcast, and we'll Even talk better. about uh, Naomi Osaka and her sort of press conferences and what it means for sports press conferences. It's a, it's a subject that... I'm telling you, Rick, it's blown up on Twitter, social media, and I'm even seeing sports writers disagreeing with one another about all that that happened. It's something that's near and dear to our hearts, and, and it, it has uh, also morphs into a little bit of what we've already talked about with respect of what we hope comes back after COVID and what might not come back. But, yeah, this is a different sort of subject, with uh, uh, sort of about uh, press conferences, and, and then also Naomi herself. So we'll do that on tomorrow's podcast. Thanks for joining me, Tom Jones. Look him up at the Pointer Institute of Media Studies, his newsletter every day on pointer.org. And don't sprint anybody. Oh, gosh, no. Please, take it easy out there, you weekend warriors. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.